0: Warning, the following audio contains strong sports opinions of two very ordinary people with little to no professional sports or sports broadcasting experience. Those looking for facts and reason may be disappointed. None of the following ideas or opinions should be taken seriously. For real, these guys have no clue what they're doing. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Bench Pod, episode 14 and thoughts and prayers to the Spurs balls, ball boy that definitely lost his job today uh, when Banyama took a layup in pregame and then like stumbled over on the sideline and rolled his ankle on the ball boy who was way too close to the sideline so that guy's fired. Um, thoughts, tough way to go. Tough way to go. Thoughts and prayers for that guy. Uh, maybe he could find a job at a different uh, franchise who doesn't have one of the most generational prospects ever. Another news, uh Steph Curry broke his consecutive game streak with a three pointer at two hundred and sixty-eight games. Little fact about that. He is so he's the leader. Obviously, that's the all time streak at two sixty eight. Number two, who do you think it is? Who do you think has the second longest streak?
1: Um, Kyle Korver.
0: No, it's also Stefan Curry at one hundred and fifty seven. Oh. <laughs> and then and then <laughs> Kyle, actually then Kyle Korver. At one twenty seven, really? yeah. Failed it. Uh, Kyle Corver had one in every game from 2012 to 2014. Curry did it from 2014, 2016. And then Curry again from 2018 to
1: 2023. Interesting. hot
0: sauce. (laughs) Yeah. So coming up, um, we're going to do a little bit of most likely to be traded. Pistons historically bad season. And then a little segment called more questions or more answers. And at the end, we're going to end with some fun NBA trivia that neither of us know. How's that sound? sounds fun all right so let's uh i think we should start with the pistons pistons are on a historically bad streak right now they are 0 and 25 averaging 108.9 points per game on 46 percent from the field and 32.3 percent from three on 30 attempts they are second to last in the last 25 games uh, uh, so all these stats are in the last 25 games for all teams in the nba they are second to last Um points per game to the Spurs at 108.4. So they're only .5 off the worst points per game. They're seventh to last in rebounding, sixth to last in assists, second second in turnovers to the Jazz at 15.9, they have 15.6. Last in three-pointers made, last in three-point percentage, they have the second most, wait, I already said they have the second most (laughs) turnovers. Second most fouls to the Pacers, so that all being said, how the hell do you fix the pacer, the pistons? Uh you blow it up. You blow it up? What do you blow up? They're like what are you giving I don't know. You can I don't even know what you can blow up. Yeah, so my, um my concern is they signed Monty Williams to this huge deal. And I like Monty Williams. He seems like a really nice guy, but I'm still not convinced he's like a great coach because the whole thing was how, you know, he came in with Chris Paul and the Suns went up a level. But I kind of attribute that more to Chris Paul than him, honestly. And he got this huge deal to go coach in Detroit. And I'm sure the premium on that was, you know, partially because he's a good coach. But also because nobody wants to coach in Detroit. And you got to have to pay that premium for, some, like, a decent coach to actually go there. So I don't know what you do at this point. You have a good coach. You just keep missing on your draft picks. What, what would you do if you're in their shoes?
1: Um, I don't even know. Deep. Keep Cade. Um they just have the weirdest team. They really do. They just have a bunch of people who should have been good.
0: Especially in an age with the three is, you know, the premium shot in the NBA and they're dead last in shooting. Threes. Like you gotta you gotta fix that, man. At least get some shooters. Like I know they I know we just previously remembered that they have Joe Harris. Figured that out right before the pop. Yep. And he's hurt, so maybe when he comes back that'll be different, but I don't know, man. <laughs> That's gonna be rough on defense line if you're starting him, Magdanovich, and God knows who else. I mean that I don't know. The team's just ugly. They spent money to go get Bagley. I just don't understand what they're doing.
1: Yeah. I don't know. They have Weissman who was supposed to be good. And they have, they have Marvin Bagley who was supposed to be good. Uh, they have Killian Hayes, who's supposed to be decent. They have Kevin Knox, who is supposed to be good. Oh, no. Um, They just have so many supposed-to-be gooders, and they're just
0: not. So in the NBA, there's the haves, the have-nots, and the should-have-been goods. And the should-have-been goods. The should have been
1: The Pistons are the should-have-been goods. Or the should-have-beens. The should-have-beens <laughs> The, beens the goods. Detroit should-have-beens. Yep. Uh, yeah. Cade's uh, the
0: only one that is not a should-have-been right now. Yeah, even Jaden Ivy, I'm getting a little a little worried about in terms of like was he worth it? Even unless unless the but they want to trade him for Levine, then I'm in. <laughs> then I'm happy. Then I can I can talk myself into it. <laughs> I'll be like, Jaden Ivy. Oh yeah. All star. Future all uh, star. We'd all-star. pick up we'd pick up like James Wiseman and Marvin Bagley. 100 percent
1: And uh yeah, we'd be like, yeah, let's call it a day.
0: You're just looking Dude, at the roster. What would you do? What would I do? Okay. Um. At this point, I really would want to hang on to Cade. However, he's your most valuable piece. And you struck out on all your draft picks so far, except for him. So I think what I would do is I would gauge the waters for a Cade Cunningham trade. See what it's like. Just just see who would be interested. Uh, No one's going to blame you. You're the worst team in the NBA and you are probably going to be and the other problem i have is apparently this this incoming draft class is like really bad and there's a bunch of um and and i know that that can be said a lot of times then like years down the road it ends up being a good draft but the pros or the uh, scouts this year said they're like struggling to be impressed i'm like that is really not good thing not a good thing to hear about a draft class usually they just say it's weak not i'm struggling to find anyone i'm impressed with so i think you gauge the waters for a Cade Cunningham trade if there's anything crazy, like an absolute fleecing, like a Rudy Gobert fleecing, I think maybe you consider taking it. But other than that, I don't think you bother, I really don't think you bother bringing in anybody. Like if I'm them, I'm not trading for Levine. I'm not trading for Siakam. I'm not trading for Lori. I'm not trading for Donovan. Like nobody. Not that anybody wants to Unless you there. trade for all of them. Unless you trade for all of them. You, <laughs> you can swing that somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think the only way you'd make them come there is if you somehow cut them a, t- a check for uh, part of the team equity because no one is going there. Um, it's a shitty place to live and a shittier place to play.
1: And Yeah, they're kind of like uh, when the 76ers did this, but like Philadelphia is one of the biggest markets in the NBA so they just kind of made it work and uh, they
0: hit on Joel and then it was kind of and Simmons up from there. But, yeah. uh, and they trust the process. It's hard to trust the process when Pistons have been bad for years, and then this is where it gets you. And nobody wants to go to Detroit, and people would want to go to Philly. Yeah, it's rough. So yeah, I think I'd gauge the waters on Cade. Um, I think your best bet is moving Bogdanovich to a contender, maybe getting a pick out of it or some young talent. And honestly, I really like Jalen Duran, but same thing. I think like some championship contender who needs a big could really use Duran. Like, um maybe the Celtics need a backup or the Warriors need like a real center. I'm trying to think who else could really use him. Maybe the Suns, when Nurkic is out because he misses a good chunk of games, like something like that. Not sure how much you'd get. Because he's he's kind of a one-dimensional type of big. And then as far as that, I you gotta get off the Marvin Bagley contract. I don't know what the fuck that was. That's <laughs> just <laughs> it's a really dumb idea. They signed him for way too much money. I can't, I don't have the exact figure. I wish I could find it. But he's
1: making 12.5 this year. It's
0: just so much money for him.
1: You know who's making more than that? Mm. Uh, Bogdanovich is making 20.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But at least he's a good, Bagley, yeah, he a good player. Irvin Bagley does shit. Yeah. Irvin Bagley scores like, 10 points a game, and that's it. Why
1: even. I mean, yeah, Bogdanovich is good, but he's not really going to make. That much of a difference of spending twenty million,
0: yeah, twenty million is a lot. But I'm trying to, I'm trying to take into account that like the cap went up and it's only going to go up further. So like twenty million to us sounds like a lot, but I think it's more like fifteen million was in our heads a few years ago, which yeah. is like That's it's sh- higher.
1: It's just a strange investment. Very strange. He's older. He's 34. Uh, like the whole the. the uh, I think everybody, almost everybody other than Alec Burks and Monte Morris are at least 10 years younger than him on the team. Everybody.
0: Yeah, I'm not really sure what that was. Yeah, you're getting and then Vygdanovich. And they just got him
1: a good player who sh- could be like a great piece on a championship contender, and he's just like in Detroit making $20 million. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's so weird. Nobody told him when he got, on, got to America from uh, Bosnia that he's like, hey, you don't want to go to Detroit. He's probably like, Detroit. Sounds nice. Sure. I'll go there.
1: Maybe Shoot. he's got that foreign mindset of like, this
0: is just my job. I'm just going to make as much money as I can. Yeah. A lot of foreign players, man, they don't care. They just take the money. I mean, shit. Yeah. They live somewhere else. I mean, honestly, during the season, if you don't live where you played after in the offseason, you're barely in the play. You're not really at your home place too much. You're, yeah. you're probably. Oh, and Joe Harris. Joe Harris is 32, making almost $20 million. I think he was a trade, he was a salary dump. I think I want to say from Brooklyn. So like that's that one, that one kind of makes sense. So is, you know, if you're a bad team, take on the salary, get some picks with it. That's fine. But yeah, I, I, I think I hold on to Asar Thompson. Uh, I hold on to Jade and Ivy, and I hold on to Cade. And I, tr- I, 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 don't know how much longer you let Monty Williams coach. If it was a guaranteed deal, obviously you got to keep him around. But I just, I, I've never experienced. Monty Williams kind of sculpting a young player into what they need to be. He's not really a team builder. Uh, I think the last time he had like a really young player that he kind of blossomed was Chris Paul. And I, yeah. yeah, And I don't know if we can really attribute that to Monty Williams because Chris Paul is one of, much as I hate him, one of the best basketball minds. So it's like, you know, probably wouldn't matter what coach he had at that time. And I'm pretty sure they notoriously kind of clashed when he was younger. So, and I'm not sure how much he really was part of his progression into becoming the all-star he is today. So, yeah, I I, th- I don't know what you do. I know that at the game um, last night or two nights ago, they started chanting, sell the team. And it was just, like, overwhelmingly loud at the Pistons arena. And funny enough, the owner of the Pistons, Tom Gores, he, they interviewed him about it. And they're like, hey, what do you think? And he's like, you know, if you direct quote, direct quote, if you put aside winning, we've made a very big difference in the community. What in the fuck does that mean? They're out in the community, dude. If you put if you put aside winning, the objective of a sports team, then we've made a big difference in the community. I guess that's true if you're talking about bringing the community together to all agree on one thing, that you should sell the team and they hate you. And yeah, really, we really brought them it together. just
1: really takes pride in like giving back to the community and, like, charitable stuff. Just like, yeah, we're we're bad, but we do do that. It's like every other team in the NBA, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, that's like really not that special. <laughs> I don't get it, man.
1: I thought we I mean, had it bad. In his defense, what can you really say? You
0: could be like, hey, we drafted Cade. It's also funny because I guess the owner of the Pistons, Tom Gores, was like, <laughs> was actually just like ridiculed because of like the companies that he's invested in to make his money it was like a prison phone or something like that so they're like what the hell are you talking about in the community you're like you're a billionaire who does nothing to do with the community (laughs) they provide telephone services to inmates it's like uh not sure what you're talking about sir Gotta make your money somehow. Yeah, it's just such a silly thing to hear from somebody who owns a sports team. It's like, okay, like, I get that. That's just, like, a dumb excuse. It's kind of like when you, like, minimize sports, which is fine with, like, real-world stuff, because it's like, yeah, no shit, it doesn't matter if you're winning, and there's, like, bigger things in the world, but that goes for anything entertainment-wise, you know? It's like, yeah. it's kind of a dumb, uh, It's kind of a fallacy. Like, you could do that with anything. I could be like, hey, the, I don't know. I guess you could say the very same thing about any team. Like, hey, this team should be winning. Well, you know what? People are dying in other parts of the world. So that's really not that important. It's like, okay, shut up. <laughs> if you're paying attention to sports or you care about sports, you're kind of acknowledging that there are bigger problems in the world. But I'm going to ignore that and watch sports. So.
1: Yeah. I haven't been playing, paying like super close attention to uh, Detroit this year. But you don't need to. I think the, the thing that got them on my radar of how bad they're playing. I saw, I think, a tweet that said, should Detroit pay to get, I don't know how how many you need. It's like five or eight of their players assassinated so that they force a disaster draft. Oh in the my league. God, <laughs> Jesus <laughs>
0: Christ. That's dark. Oh I was God. like, wow, it's going that bad, huh? Yeah, seriously. I mean, like you said, this should have been. It's like, I just don't get how you're this bad. You You've struck out on all these drafts. Like, it's looking like Durin is a solid player, but by no means, like, this guy you can build around. It looks like Ivy might not be the guy you can build around either. Um. I mean, you don't really want to build around Ivy if you have Cade. No, yeah, but they drafted him when
1: they had Cade. Building Cade and Durin together would make sense.
0: Yeah, and I hate the, like, double guard thing. I'm not a fan of building around double guards. I think it's stupid. Um. And then they have, like, they drafted Killian Hayes. He's like, okay, I guess. And then they trade for James Wiseman, like you said, and he was already a bust. <laughs> and then they have Bagley, who was a bust, is a bust. Like, yep. I just don't understand what they're doing over there. And sometimes I look Evan at Knox. I look at their roster, and I'm like, how did you get here? Because, like, think about it. <laughs> like, five years ago, you were still dog shit, and somehow you only have like three good players. Like, what happened? How did you not. Draft at least like, more than a couple good players. What happened? And even like I, f- I feel bad for Kate because I do think this reflects poorly on him. But it's like, okay, he might not be you know LeBron James, a guy that can literally carry dog shit to anywhere. Um, but I think he's better than being two and twenty six or whatever the hell the Pistons are right now. So like. Yeah. It sucks because it's kind of tarnishing and wasting years of his career because he's on year three now and I know he's not old but you know it it's a lot of games of just waste and it's hard to I guess I from my perspective it seems like it's difficult for players to grow in environments where the team is just shit like what are you really going to develop you're not playing winning basketball we've seen it time and time again where like a guy's loyal to his team you know it's a shit team And then they go to a winning team and they have to change the way they play because they never played on a winning team before and it's an adjustment. So I'm hoping Cade Cunningham doesn't fall into this thing where, you know, he stays here so long that he has to go, you know, and be maybe less than what he's capable of on a different team to just play winning basketball. I would, I would hate that because I really do think he's a talented guy and I hope Really help the Pistons put it back together and kind of get it back on track. But sorry, I got really off track. Yeah, I think I'd like you said I'd I'd blow it up again and uh, start fresh again. <laughs> I don't even
1: know. I guess you just sit in your misery for a couple of years. I guess that's what blowing it up is.
0: Yeah, because there's not really there's not really much just to go tank. with.
1: Yeah, I don't even know what you can do.
0: Like I'm not even sure like what picks they have at the moment or if they have. Uh, an increased amount of picks from like your typical, you know, stuff. Let's see. Right now they have a what the fuck? They don't even have their pick this year. What the? Where did it go? They don't have their first this year. So I don't know where yeah, the Rockets do. I don't understand. No. They have their second rounder from Memphis or Washington, depending on the pick swap. Um, but they don't have a first round pick this year. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, it's either no going... idea where that came from. Got to be going to somebody. Don't know who it's going to. So that's bad, man. Like, that's what I mean. Like, what is? what are you going to do? That's crazy. And maybe this, I don't know. Maybe what I'm looking at is wrong because I don't remember hearing that they don't have their first. And I feel like that would kind of be a bigger story if they were this bad and don't have their pick. So but, um, we'll have to get our Rockets. stats guy on that. The Rockets have the Rockets, it? Rockets, the Thunder, or the Knicks? Well, the Thunder have everyone's pick for the next 30 years. <laughs> Thunder have... Yeah, the Thunder have the Clippers, the Jazz, and the Houston pick this year. There are some protections, but that's what they have. It could have been maybe in the Nets deal. Um, no, wasn't. Three second round draft picks, is that right? For the Pistons? Or was that last year's draft? I believe that was last year's. I just don't have any clue where their picks went. I would love to have looked that up probably prior to doing this. <laughs> it would have been a good thing for me to do.
1: Um, this says they they have their first round. It's protected top 18. Okay. Next year. Who do they Other trade that, it to? It's going to uh, New York. Oh, so uh, it's going to go to them. <laughs>
0: Or not go to New York. They'll have it. That's good. Okay. I don't know. I don't know how to fall this shit. <laughs> they're bad. They're really they're bad. They're bad, and there's nothing much to do about it. And again. there's no hope. Also, like, okay, let's say they get a good pick. They have a good pick and a shit draft. So it's really not even that worth it. Um. I just don't know what they're doing. The roster building is terrible. At the very least, you fire the GM. And maybe you talk about getting a different assistant coach or something and making it worth with, Mon- with Monty Williams. Cause what whatever's happening right now ain't great. I think you move Isaiah Stewart, you move Jalen Duran, and probably yeah, move I like Ivy. I do too. And I think I'm sure there's a lot of winning teams that would appreciate what he can do. Yeah. He'd be such a good backup. Absolutely. Especially like, that's what I was saying. Like on those winning teams, like there's a lot of, you know, you need that big depth or like, Just for the sheer fact that, like, a lot of playoff teams play different brands of basketball. So there are guys that you just kind of need in your arsenal. Like, um, let's say you're in the West and you just don't have many big men or you only have like one true center. What are you going to do if you go up against the Timberwolves or the Nuggets? Like, you need a center out on the court at all times. And uh, one guy may not be able to get you by. Yep. But that's enough about the Pistons. They suck, there's not much to do about it. Hopefully they can figure it out, but if not, I'm not too concerned because I'm a Bulls fan. <laughs> I like Cade Cunningham, but not enough to root for the Pistons. So next I wanted to get to who do you think is more likely to be traded? I got three names for you, and I would All like right. to hear your, who you think it's going to be and why. It is Laurie Markkinen, Donovan Mitchell, and Zach Levine. Who do you think is most likely to be traded before the trade deadline this year? Well, I think
1: Zach has to be. I would agree. But, um... I feel like, I mean, I feel like Zach has to be. There's no way. The fact that he wants to leave, and then he is out, and we are so much better. It's like, I don't even know. He might be such a cancer that it's like, we don't even care who we get back for him. Just get him off the team.
0: That's kind of my problem is, I think as far as... Trying to be moved. I think Zach Levine is like his team is trying to move him the hardest out of those three. However, I don't know if actually he'll get moved because like you said, the bulls are playing so well that it's open concerns for other teams. Cause they're like, okay, if this guy is so like not additive to his team, then why the hell would I trade for him? Cause the Lakers before this all happened, they said their, their concerns were defense and paying him so much money. It's going to be nearly $40 million in salary. And, um, you yeah. know, him going out and the Bulls going on this tear does not exactly bode well. It's just making like it's great to be a Bulls fan right now and be have a little bit of hope. But at the same time, every win they get is like just a one more notch down on the Zach Levine trade value because it just shows you like, OK, how valuable can this guy really be if they're much better, like noticeably better without him? So then I was thinking, OK, if it's not Levine, I think maybe Lori. And not because, like, he's bad or it's not a good fit or whatever. I think just in terms of where Laurie's at in his career is he's peaking. He's an all-star. He looks like he could be, like, a good number two or three on a winning team. And the Jazz are kind of in, you know, that weird, like, we're not really tanking, but we're not good. We're going to get there in a year or two. Um, And he's on a very decent contract. And the Jazz don't really have a reason to keep around somebody that good. I think they could just collect more assets and stockpile what they got from, you know, from the Donovan trade and from the Rudy trade and trade Lori and do the same thing. And then just have an a embarrassment of riches for, you know, the next disgruntled NBA star to come around and you could throw it all at them. Not sure who you trade them to, but I could see that happening. It just seems like, um, kind of like a weird fit, you know? just for in terms of timelines. I don't see why they'd keep Laurie around. So that's who I think. And Donovan, I'm not really worried about. I feel like there's a lot of media buzz about him being traded. Uh, But I, I just don't see why the Cavaliers would do that. Like They struggled to get talent to stay there outside of LeBron. I mean, I guess they struggled to get him to stay there too. But like you finally get a star that's there and it's going well. Why would you blow it up now after one year even if he wants to leave, the Cavs aren't just gonna fold over and be like, "Okay, we'll trade you." Like they're gonna try and make it work.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree on the Lowry, the Lowry thing. It's like him and Levine are just the side two sides of a coin. It's like one is so easy to trade. Like he just seems like he could fit into any system. Yeah, and, and Zach is just like some somebody's just gonna have somebody's gonna take a chance. And I think we get him for
0: cheap. One of the hardest things too is like, you know, like ten years ago when we used to do like think of this stuff, when you had a star like Levine, you could trade him to a shit team, small market, who needs a star and like like the Kings or the Grizzlies or some team like that. Like who needs that? They don't have a good star. But like now the league is so deep, almost every team has a player that fills the role Levine has or has higher potential than him. Or, you know, like in terms of when you put salary, talent and potential and like career timelines all together, he is not a very appealing prospect. And now that the league is so deep, I, there aren't a lot of teams just that are just going to bite on a guy with not a ton of upside, who's a risky, you know, catch and you have to pay him $40 million. Now, if his salary was decent, maybe. And I think the hardest part is for me, at least I'm, I'm imagining myself as an NBA GM And it's, for me, it's saying, okay, this guy's, what, 28 years old, and I haven't seen him sacrifice his style for his team ever in his career. So, like, what makes me think that I'm going to trade for him and he's going to change how he plays to fit my team, you know? Because whatever team he goes to, he's not going to be the best player, probably. So that's kind of my concern, is he's never changed the way he plays, so, like, let's say... He goes to the Lakers. Okay, now you got to learn to play with AD and LeBron. You're not going to be playing like you were on the Bulls uh or the Timberwolves when they were a shit show. So I don't know what team's going to trade for him and kind of take that risk cuz we haven't seen it yet. And it's maybe maybe he'll prove us all wrong. Maybe he'll get traded and he'll just, you know, become a chameleon and whatever his surroundings are, he blends in, but you know, as Bulls fans, I bet you we both highly doubt that, wouldn't you say? Yeah. And it's it sucks
1: because it's he really just like has the potential to be like a chameleon just like a second guy who can has the ability to give you 40 or just absolutely go off then he also just like is catch and shoot and especially like we've said from the corner like he has such potential to really be like a championships number two yeah it sucks it just sucks that we're paying him forty million. Um yeah.
0: I don't know. It's gonna to be tough. Especially with how the Bulls are playing with like since he's gone out, it's very like swing the ball, team oriented. They're playing high post through Vooch and whipping the ball around for threes and cuts. It's very decisive offense, not a lot of dribbling. And I feel like if you could just get Levine to buy into that, you know how fucking good he would be? Like if he just yeah, if- gave up and stop being so stubborn whatever it may be maybe it's like unconscious too i don't know but if he would just become a like a a three three decision player like i'm either gonna cut pass or shoot instead of i'm gonna dribble dribble go around isolation step back like all this garbage like if he was a decisive player and decided to play within this team not the team plays around him he would be so damn good. Like if he, he could fit a Clay Thompson role. Not as good as Clay, but I'm saying, like, that type of role. Like you're saying. Be the guy who sits there and spots it for three. But when we need you to create a shot, get your shot and whatnot.
1: I think he could be just as impactful as Clay. He would just have he would just have more um I guess freedom. Like not as much catch and shoot, but like Dude, he's actually so good. Like, the, his problem is is when he plays like decisive like that, and he'll make like two or three. Then his like brain switches to
0: yeah. He's like, all right, time check. to chuck. I made a few. Yeah. God, I can't imagine being his coach.
1: <clears throat> yeah, it's hard because like you want him to do good, but then once he gets playing well, he's just like he shoots himself in the foot. I mean, he he is that good, but like, I don't know.
0: Well, it's okay. We're getting off track anyway. We think yeah. he's most likely to be traded. That's all that matters. <laughs> has to. Next segment I want to talk about is questions or answers. So I want to know, do you have more questions about this team or more answers for what's going on? First team, the Golden State Warriors. Do you have more questions or more answers?
1: Uh, my answer is get Zach Levine.
0: Oh, is that the answer? Yeah, but I really don't think that would be a bad move for them either. Because if he's gonna bow down to anyone, you have to bow down to Steph Curry and Steve Kerr, that's right? That's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah. It would work so well. It would it could be Clay. They might have to trade Clay in that situation just to make the salary work. Maybe three yeah, te- three know. team trade. and We just get back some picks. I'm okay with that. Yeah, give us um, Kaminga. I don't really know. They're kind of they're a team in limbo right now too. I can tell you for me, I have more questions because they are 11 and 14 right now. And without Draymond, as much as I hate him, they do lack a offensive flow without him. And clay is at a point. It seems like his career is in the twilight. You know, he seems like he's about to fall off a cliff in the next couple of years, whether it's the injuries or just how his career is going. I don't know. I would assume it's the double knee injuries that really took a toll on him. Um, And Curry's just carrying them so much. I just, I don't see this team being very good. And I wonder what's going to go on. Are they going to trade Clay? Are they going to trade Draymond? Are they going to keep it together out of respect? And how far does that get you? (laughs) You know, like there's only so long this can keep going on. And I have more questions.
1: Yeah, I don't even know how they would get better. Like what would you do to get better? I don't know. Yeah. Just get rid of Clay and Wiggins?
0: Yeah. I think so. I think you re No I would, one's gonna take Draymond at this point. Yeah, I do like a slight reload of my yeah. roster. I don't yeah. know exactly how I'd work it. Um I would maybe call the Hawks and see if I can get DeJounte. And then you get a little bit of defense. Somebody who's learned to play off ball pretty damn well with Trey. So, so then you
1: have DeJounte, Steph, and
0: Chris Paul. Oh no, you include Chris Paul in that trade. Oh, you three. You're it's, dumping a, Chris Ball. it's a three teamer or we're getting rid of him. <laughs> and th- that's another question I do have about the Golden State Warriors is do they now that they're at this place because Chris Paul's old man. He's looking to win championships. He's 37. Like, do you let him go? Do you go to Chris and say like, because maybe he's not that type of guy. I don't know. But do you go to him and be like, hey, look, like we're not going to be very good. We might. We're probably not winning a championship. Do you want us to find a trade partner for you? Because that's another thing I question. All right. Do they hold on to him? I wouldn't no point he's old and you don't need him <laughs> like what are you doing yeah what's he really doing for you at this I just point?
1: really like the potential of like like I said in, the, in a previous podcast of like uh being able to switch the style of your offense
0: yeah we did talk about that I think um in our preview pod we were talking about like what we think yeah. the season's gonna turn out like how it's like such a huge it's, benefit because it's just like shocking to scout for and to play against. It's weird. Yeah, but sad it's not going to come to fruition. But yeah, it's not
1: looking great. Yeah, I don't even know what you do, man. You can't get rid of Draymond. There's no way you're not allowed. No. We, as we said last pod, you're not allowed to get rid of Steph. <laughs> no, um, absolutely not.
0: He leaves no. on his own terms if he's leaving.
1: Did you see? Uh, I forget who. I, I can't remember who they played, but. Somebody hit a three at the buzzer in like a, uh, like a fifteen or 14-point game. 14-point, yeah. Hit a three, and the spread was like 11 and a half or something. Somebody hit a three at the buzzer in oh, a game that was over. it was, was Jordan over.
0: Poole. <laughs> in yeah. his return to the
1: <laughs> Warriors, he had to, to fuck the spread. To beat the spread, and I don't know if it was edited, but I saw a camera angle of Gary Payton the second. Yeah, he, he was, was like, like, oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Somebody so was like, this guy needs to be kicked out of the NBA. Everyone knows why he's
0: reacting. With <laughs> he's Remember like, I just want some half. money. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they're aware of it. Yeah, I'm sure they are. I doubt they're but, you know, like, I know everyone's like, oh, he must have money out. But it's like, maybe they're just aware of it. And they're like, oh, that sucks for everybody. Or something. Like
1: there's no way they don't have buddies that like bet. Yeah. For their team. 100 And it was like, all right, dude, spread's 11 and Like, the friend's just joking around. Like, yeah, but then Jordan and and like, I tonight, got you. Gary.
0: <laughs> Jordan Poole saw that and was like, I know we're down 14 or whatever, but I'm going to hit this.
1: Speaking of Jordan Poole, did you see the play of him slipping on his own sweat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I watched part of that game, though his return to the bay. That's dude. gonna be a clip of the season. He dude. has in a
0: fool uh, <laughs> of the war of the year award right there. It has to. Be. I was it's watching the funniest thing. I was watching that game and he was trying to like out Steph. Steph so bad at the beginning <laughs> of the game it was like embarrassing. There was a play where we started the game first quarter two for eight, zero for four from three, and then he comes out in the second quarter and there's like three minutes left in the half, and um. Maybe a little less than that. I think it was like two minutes left, and Steph drains a nice three. Come back down the other way. Um, they give him the ball before the hash mark, and he chucks it with twenty seconds left on the sh- the sh- fucking shot clock. Airballs it, and I'm like, who does this? Who does this guy think he is? It's his team. I was like, people, and he got a tribute video. Are we just giving tribute videos to everybody at this point? Yeah, hundred. Dylan Brooks got Quite a tribute video. What the fuck is this? You get a tribute video. If you're a the long-time next All-Star.
1: Game, if Archie doesn't have a tribute video of yeah. him taking charges. We need
0: him for the Bulls. Does he get a tribute video?
1: Yeah, he deserves one more than Jordan
0: Poole. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess you could say at least Jordan Poole won a ring, but like, still, you were there for like four years. <laughs> Three years? Care about a ring. Just so he silly. didn't win that ring. Come on.
1: <laughs> what are we saying? What are we saying? Archie is a Bull, and he deserves a tribute
0: video. I will make one. You should. You should make one from the bench pod <laughs> to the Chicago Bulls. Here's our tribute video. Please air it when they play the Knicks. Yep. He deserves more than Jordan Poole. I agree. I will die by that statement. Next one. More questions or answers. The Boston Celtics. The new look Boston Celtics. What do you think?
1: What are your questions about them?
0: Um, I guess my questions are... I mean, they're 22-6. and six, they're, pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty fucking good. I have more answers than questions, I would say. I have more answers. I think I know who they are. They play damn yep. good defense. It's like a souped-up version of what they've been in the past, except now they have um, a rim protector who's not hurt all the time, just hurt some of the time in Chris Stapps, whereas before it was Robert Williams, and he played like 20 games a year and then was gone in the playoffs. So hopefully they can keep that together. And then you have Drew. Like, the defense is just... I really think they're going to just absolutely tear through people on defense in the playoffs. It's going to be a, unless they've run into Jimmy Butler. <laughs> then I have a lot more questions and I'm, i mean,
1: whoever runs into Jimmy in the playoffs is toast. It's, they have a chance of losing. Yeah.
0: My question is going to be, can Jalen Brown still not dribble with his left hand? <laughs> Who the fuck is guarding Jimmy Butler? Those will be my questions. <laughs>
1: Yeah, especially they're going to benefit a lot from playoff, like getting that rest and running a tight um, rotation because they are not that
0: deep. No, not that deep at all. They actually, a bunch of reports were coming out that they're looking to be buyers at the trade deadline. I don't know what they're what they're going to be selling or trading for buying. I'm not sure what they're going to give up because they don't really have much. They're going to be like, yeah, here's a, here's Sam Hauser in uh, a 2023. Twenty thirty-five second round pick. We'd love to have Norman Powell on our bench. So we'll see how that goes.
1: I will also riot if they get rid of Peyton Pritchard for anybody.
0: He's awesome. Yeah, he is. He might actually be moved just because he's the only one that's worth anything that they could get a bench you know. piece for and they have guard like they have enough ball handlers, they might just not really need him. Don't say that. I'm sorry. I, I see I'm starting to see some. You have a type and it's white point guards. <laughs> White point guards under
1: 6'2"? No. Peyton Pritchard doesn't hold a candle to Archie.
0: Does he hold, like, a lighter?
1: No. They're not even in the same room.
0: Well, like a phone Archie's flashlight. Archie's room
1: is, uh got LEDs everywhere, <laughs> and Peyton Pritchard is in the basement.
0: With a matchbook? A wet matchbook yeah. in the basement? Yep. All right. Well, that leads us into our next team. Speaking of Jimmy Butler. More questions or answers The Miami Heat? Oh, sadly, so many questions. Yeah, I'm right there with you. What are your questions?
1: Um, when are they going to give up? <laughs> heat culture. When never give up. Heat give culture. Up? I mean, I love the Heat. I am I do too. All, arguably right more a Heat fan than I am a Bulls fan. But losing... Uh, missing out on Dame, missing out on like Drew, all these people that they were supposedly going after. I think losing PJ was pretty big. I mean, just like slowly people are starting to slip away from them, and other teams are getting better, whereas they're just getting like Kyle Lowry's getting older. Jimmy's getting older.
0: like Getting older. Jimmy is old.
1: I know, but I and we know from the Bulls that his body's been through some shit. Yeah, it's been beaten down and Tom Thibodeau I mean, took Jimmy to and that. rode him into the dirt. Yeah. Questions. I got a lot of questions. I don't know when they're gonna give in. I have a lot of questions but too. I don't think that they're a winning team
0: anymore. I I think they can win, but I don't know if they can win in the playoffs. That's my concern. Like, can they squeak in? Definitely. That's what I mean. But are they gonna do anything? Maybe. I don't know.
1: I don't, they could upset maybe one series, and that's, like, all I see out of them, sadly. Yeah, because,
0: like, especially if they squeak in towards the bottom, like, are they winning a series against the Celtics or Bucks? Obviously, history says maybe they'll choke it, like the other team, Celtics or Bucks, and the Heat could win. But, dude, yeah. you're just asking so much of Jimmy Butler. Somehow, after their first finals experience, they've put less talent around him and expected the same result it's just kind of weird. Like I get heat culture and I get like, they find guys out of nowhere that become decent players, but you know, you let Max Strus walk you PJ Tucker's oh, not there yeah, anymore. That. Yeah. I believe Dwayne Dedman's not on the team anymore. He was a solid he's bench. piece. Cody Zeller. He's gone. Yeah, Thomas Bryant though. Thomas Bryant was Thomas a good Bryant sign over Dwayne Dedman. Yeah. I like that too. I think that's a good switch. But I'm just saying like that. Um, What's that word? Just the, 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 the continuity, you're missing it. And I think that's a big part of what the Heat are is like they keep these players that are, you know, play well together and exhibit traits that they find, you know, valuable. And like we said, you know, they lost EJ Tucker, which doesn't seem like a big deal to a lot of people, but I think he did a lot for them. And they lost. Yeah, I agree. Cody Zeller, who was pretty important in the playoffs, and you know, through it all. Duncan Robinson's been the whipping boy and he's come in and out of the rotation. That's good and all. And it seems like Jamal Kane is decent. And um I can't remember the other guy they have. Um Haywood oh, Highsmith. Man. Yeah, Haywood Highsmith. And oh, yeah, then Haywood yeah, and, and, pretty good. And, oh my God. Yeah, he looks Jaime Hawkins looks unbelievable.
1: Yeah. I remember, I did not know who he was coming into the year but he is like a Swiss army knife.
0: I'll never forget I watched him play in the tournament in um in March Madness last year. And my 100% thought was like this is a heat guy. This is such a heat guy. <laughs> I'm like I just I'm like I, this is so typical. He's going to be a guy that falls because he's <laughs> not super athletic, but he's just like scrappy, he's everywhere and he has like the Jimmy Butler old man game where he has like all these little post moves and is great footwork for a rookie. I don't I can't remember the last time I've seen a rookie who's not like this absolute stud. Like he's just like, you know, a solid prospect. With this good of footwork, the dude's awesome. Yeah. So maybe I, I like him a they lot. They just too. they keep doing this. They keep nailing it. So maybe maybe Hawkes just turns into like another star that they're just adding to their fucking random assortment that they do every year. Yeah. Seems like they can find them out of nowhere. So props to the scouting department. Um but yeah, definitely more questions like you were saying just because I don't know how much you can put you know, this much onto Jimmy Butler and losing out on that the Dame sweepstakes was really rough and then on top of that you lose out on Drew which would have been just like the most perfect signing of all time. Yep. I mean that backcourt would have just been awesome. Um, yeah, I agree. And yeah, I still have questions because like I, I have been crazy about Bam in the playoffs. Just feels like he... Tends to make the wrong decision with the ball sometimes. I don't know what it is. Like, he will have like kick-ass games, but then he has other games where you're like, "What are you doing?" Just,
1: I feel like he doesn't have a lot of moves.
0: No, no yeah, I don't think he, he does. He's
1: not like a get your own shot kind of big, but he he's weirdly like athletic and should be Very that guy. Soft but he hands. just never ends up being that guy. Yeah, he needs to be put in positions by other people. Be like. I don't know. He can never just like take a one-on-one. Like that's what we were screaming last year when they were playing the Celtics is like you're a quick big and you can't get around Al Horford. Like what's going on here? What are we doing here?
0: Yeah. You're bigger, stronger, and faster than him. You should be able to get around And 10 years, 12 years younger. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And they, they
1: just seem like that. Like I understand the heat culture thing, but they seem like they're suffering from like a, if you don't want to be here, then we don't need you. And they're starting, it's starting to like bite them in the ass of like, they're starting to need these guys that are walking. And, um, I feel bad. Cause like they had those couple of years and it feels like they were just missing, like last year, they were just missing Tyler hero. And in the playoffs, they've like, like they had to rely on like, was Caleb Martin going to get 25 tonight so that we can win, which is crazy. <laughs> And it just ended up happening. Like He just ended up playing out of his mind a couple of nights. Yeah. And they squeaked a couple of series out because of it, but he can't, it's not like a successful plan to go into every season of just like, what role player is going to we'll go find somebody for us this year? We'll so find another we diamond
0: in the rough. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the other thing it's with It's like Caleb. they're
1: doing what the Pistons should be doing, and <laughs> they should be going out and signing these $20 million a year, guys, so that they can like get over the hump. It's yeah, the, like their front offices need to switch or something. I don't know. Yeah, the
0: Pistons uh, billionaire owner will be like, I will literally give you any amount of money to just steal Pat Riley <laughs> and Eric Spolstra, just yeah. supplant them here, and hopefully yeah. it goes well.
1: <laughs> like, the Heat need to be signing Bogdanovich. They don't need to be finding fucking, uh, I mean, finding Jaime Hawkins is great and Haywood, I. Smith, but like, you need need bigger names than that right now to get you over the hump yeah a little more star
0: power because already undergunned in every series they're in yeah they have to play like a perfect game to win that's the other thing like when they win it never looks easy even when they're like smashing a team you're like wow this team is trying so hard they're doing so (laughs) much but they also like teams
1: that beat them it looks like they have to try so hard like offensively it's so
0: confusing It's a weird dynamic I think it's just because they don't have any, like, Uber athletes. So, like, everything looks difficult. Like, Jimmy's their best player, and he's not, like, insanely athletically gifted for an NBA player. Obviously, for the average person, yes. But, like, he's not, like, a high flyer. He's not doing these effortless things. Like, everything he does is effort and repetition, and it looks hard as fuck. Yep. So, I would like to lead into our last team. This one hits home real good. More questions or answers the chicago questions. bulls the chicago questions questions, questions,
1: questions. chicago questions just cuz i don't know what to do the the fact that kobe has turned into this like really it complicates threw a things in my entire feeling of the bulls
0: i believe it's in a contract year too so good for him yeah or wait did he already sign last year um i think he re-upped this off season oh poor guy
1: i believe i could be wrong
0: uh, yeah, signed he signed him. a three-year deal.
1: Yeah, poor I think guy, we, man. We re-upped him in IO and somebody else,
0: but I don't know, man. It's like, I mean, Kobe White just became extremely <sighs> valuable in the NBA, valuable in the NBA because the guy's making twelve million a year and he's putting up twenty-two, five and six, shooting lights out from three.
1: Yeah, we're just, it's like, if we replace Zach, like, we need a Zach Levine type, like, score, like, star, superstar, but we don't need Zach, specifically. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I love all of our, like, pieces around our superstars. I, li- I love Caruso, how could you not? Uh, I've really liked Javon Carter this year. Kobe's starting to play out of his mind. Like
0: don't like the Bulls strategy I love of Vooch. Just signing. Don't even
1: get me started on Vooch. I love Vooch too. Don't you love wonder. Drummond? Like I like all of our pieces. We're just missing we're just missing like a superstar. T- I don't know. You're telling DeMar- me DeMar is not that like if we had like Toronto Damar,
0: Oh my god. I would love that. Would love our team.
1: You're but telling me you know. don't like I've... the
0: Bulls strategy of signing six point guards?
1: We need to sign another. And like and fuck, we, all we need know a
0: Archie Diakono.
1: Yeah. We it's, could use and it. it's sad that like I almost feel like this is all because Lonzo got hurt. Like before Lonzo oh, got hurt, watching the Bulls was so fun and I don't know if it was because of Lonzo or because of the fact that we were in like the honeymoon stage of like all coming together. I don't know.
0: My guess is that and I know we've talked about this before. I think Lonzo was a great floor general in terms of getting people involved in distributing the ball when it needs to be there and the quantity of touches. Cause he was almost like a governor on stopping the Levine bullshit when he takes over the offense and does stupid shit and yeah. it kept everything in a good flow. The offense was clicking his defense with Caruso was fucking menacing uh, and it was beautiful. And now, you know, it doesn't look like he might never even play for the bulls ever again or any team. So that sucks. Yeah. Okay. And it's just dead cap, so that's not good.
1: I just don't know what to do, man. I mean, we went and changed our front office and got AK. We went and got Billy. Thought Billy was the problem. Now we think maybe Billy isn't the problem. Like, and if we could just swap, like, if we could just trade Zach Levine for another superstar, which now we know is not going to happen, like, I would, I don't know. Yeah. We're really good at drafting and developing really good role players, but we have yeah. not drafted and developed a superstar that unless uh except for Jimmy who we let walk. So Yeah, we like, probably haven't done it since Derek Rose. But well, we drafted Jimmy.
0: You no, know, I meant like develop and get like kept him like kept them around like
1: Oh, like. kept him on the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's been a while, man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, that whole team, I mean, uh you could Argue that I mean not not on the same level, but Joakim, like Luol Deng was an all-star, so we used to do it. I don't know what happened. Maybe, but maybe we, we need get guard we, packs. we're drafting really good. Like, like a, I I just don't. I'm so stuck on whether to completely blow it up or we just need. We're just like I feel like we're always just a piece
0: away. The Bulls have played as. Talent wise, they could be the worst team in the league and they can beat some of the best. It makes no sense at all. They are the giant question mark. If the Detroit yeah. team is the Detroit should've beens then we are the Chicago question marks. The Chicago what the fuck. Chicago might might be. Might, might be, Dude, might not be. <laughs> we play
1: horrible again. We play to our competition. We play horrible against horrible teams and we play great. And are always, well, not always, but are usually in the games with the top teams in the league.
0: Which is funny, because it seems like it's been that way, like, even before Zach Levine and DeMar. For some reason, it's a Chicago Bulls thing.
1: Yeah. I don't know. What would you do? Are you blowing it up? or you like? Oh, man.
0: That's I tough. don't know
1: anymore, dude.
0: We, you know, it sucks we finally have our fucking pick, and it's just like, we're going to probably be like an eighth seed playoff team. And it's not going to be a good pick, and it's also going to be a weak draft. Um, If I am the Bulls, dude, the longer it goes on, the more I am thinking that we're just going to have to dump Levine's contract because it's it's a bad one. It's a doozy. In the last year of his contract, he's making like 45 mil or something crazy. Like it's backloaded. He's going to be making around 40 right now. It's a long-term deal. So it yeah. feels like to me we're just going to – hopefully we don't have to like give up more, but it seems like we're just going to have to dump him and get like a neutral return, like maybe like a second rounder and a role player. Or something like I don't think we're gonna get a lot at this point. I really don't, and I and I hope I'm wrong. But it seems like that's the direction it's trending, and in. nobody's interested in them. And it's crazy because friend of the show, Stephen Thomas, shout out Steve, year a couple years ago, weekly shout out, <laughs> a couple years ago, I remember me and him were having a conversation, and uh, it was when Donovan Mitchell was available, and I'm a big Donovan Mitchell fan, so I was like, hey, I wish the Bulls would give you know give up on Levine and do Levine and maybe something else for Donovan. And I remember him saying, I think that might be too much. And like, that was kind of the general consensus. Like Levine was this very valuable piece and Donovan wasn't like they were, you know, in the same area at least. And he's like, Oh, I don't know if I do that. And it was kind of like, it was in, in question. It was possibility. And now if you offered that now, the calves would fucking laugh in your face. Like that's, yeah. and, and that's crazy how much his value has depleted from now. So, yeah, I have a lot of questions, especially with Kobe White playing well, Patrick Williams improving a little bit. Is Billy the guy? Because before I was on the fire Billy Donovan train. Now I'm like, okay, maybe he's not a bad coach. He just can't control players. Like, he can't command the respect of stubborn players, which is fine. Not every coach can do that. Um, But you got to do that with Zach Levine. And, yep. you know questioning what do we do? Do we do we keep this team around? Do we move it? I I don't know. For a long so the way that Kobe's been playing lately, does that make you feel better
1: about getting rid of like Caruso to try and like if we got rid of Zach and Caruso to try and get a big piece?
0: I don't even know if I want a big piece. I just want some young players and maybe a picks. Uh maybe picks. But we have young players. Yeah that's the other problem. I think okay. If there is team chemistry issues with Patrick Williams or whatnot. I say move on from him as well. Cause that, that video, you know, like the game winning video where he just like walked off the court and like wasn't celebrating with the team. That was weird. So like, that was weird. I don't know if like there's issues there or he doesn't want to be on the team. I don't know what's going on. So if that's a problem, yeah, I say move on from him. I say, keep Kobe <laughs> and yeah, let our veterans get traded somewhere else and acquire the talent back or the uh, trade uh, value back. Cause you get what you can for Levine. That's fine. You could probably honestly get more for DeMar at this point. Let him go try and win a championship. Caruso, same thing. Like, we don't have any need for it. I love him. I really do. But do we really have a need for a guy like that if we're not going to be, like, winning championships? No. And we yeah. can get a premium for him right now. Uh, and I don't think there's much value for Vooch. But, hey, if it's out there, why not? Um, and same thing with, like, Tory Craig. Like, we signed him. And he's like a very solid role player for a winning team, and on a very, very friendly deal. If that doesn't work out, same thing. Maybe let's try and move him too, and get what you can back, and reload next season. You know, there's always stars that are looking to be moved, so you just gotta wait for that next star. Yeah, it's
1: somebody's gonna give Vooch for super cheap, and it's just gonna be like a great signing, such a good move. Maybe it'll be the
0: Heat. I would love that. I don't know if he's a heat guy. I don't know if he is either, but maybe maybe he could buy it. Who knows? Or like back up Jokic. That would be awesome. Dude,
1: Vuj, what if Vuj like ends up on the Celtics?
0: Ooh-wee. I think they were interested in him at some point.
1: Everybody should be interested in him. He should just go
0: back to the Magic, honestly. We don't
1: pay attention to him. We give him nothing on this team, and he is a walking
0: double-double. They should. He should go back to the Magic and enjoy being on a good team. Send us back, Wendell. We take it back. The prodigal son returns. Yes. (laughs) Well, lastly, I would like to get into our quiz that I have here. Um, So I have a certain friend named ChatGPT, and I asked them to develop an MBA weird facts quiz, multiple choice. And I don't know the answers to any of this stuff, so I don't know what's coming as much as you do. And we're going to take it just for fun and see what comes out. Okay, you ready? How many is it? Ten? Ten.
1: How many do you think you're going to get out Zero.
0: of 10? uh Okay, maybe if I guess, since it's multiple choice, I'm going to say I get like two out of ten. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, like I'll, I'll get lucky.
1: We agree way too much on this podcast for how our conversations normally go in real I life. I know.
0: We can start disagreeing more. Okay. I fuck you. I disagree. Not okay. Yeah, I agree that we do disagree. Anyway, all right. Question one, hit us. Question one: Which NBA player once applied for a job at Circuit City during the 2011 lockout? I mean, what the fuck is this? I don't know. (laughs) A. LeBron James, B. Dwight Howard, C. Metal World Peace, or D. Chris Anderson. I mean, are they really gonna do this? I'm gonna go Metal World Peace because he's a weird guy. It's got to be either Metal World Peace or Chris Anderson, right? the other two are too it's, big.
1: Uh, I could see it being. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go Dwight.
0: You're gonna go Dwight. Yep. Let's see who it is. I'll tell you right now. It is Meta World Peace. Yeah. So.
1: See, I thought the same thing you thought, but then we just talked about agreeing too much, so I went on a, on a his limb. His name is
0: Meta World Peace. Dwight's got too big of an ego to go work at Circuit City. I mean, if I'm ever gonna meet a guy named Metal World Peace, it's definitely gonna be working at a Circuit City. Are circuit cities even a thing anymore? Sure, ain't. This is back in 2011, smile, yeah. so that's <laughs> why. Number two <laughs> Who holds the record for the most career ejections in NBA history? Rashid Wallace, Dennis Rodman, Demarcus Cousins, or Charles Barkley? I'm not between. I'm going Rashid Wallace. I was between him and um, Boogie. Really? You don't think Rodman? I was between Rodman and Wallace. No,
1: I feel like Rodman got leeway because... Jordan? Yeah. Yeah, probably. So I'm going to go... I'll go... Uh, just to oppose you, I will go Boogie.
0: Okay, I'll go Rashid. And the answer is Rashid. Let's go, baby. God. I got one on the board.
1: You got two. You got Metaworld World Peace. No, that
0: doesn't count because didn't I say I was between him and Anderson? Uh, thought I thought you said, I don't know. I'm not going to count it because I (laughs) I don't think I gave a definite answer. I just said I was between the two. Yeah, I don't think you deserve it either. I don't. Wait, actually, I want to disagree. I do. Uh, Number three, which team drafted Dirk Nowitzki before trading him to the Dallas Mavericks on draft night? Oh, I actually don't know this. I don't know this either. A, the Milwaukee Bucks. B, the Boston Celtics. C, Los Angeles Lakers. Or D, Atlanta Hawks. Huh. Dude, uh, if you're listening, feel free to play along. What was a? Uh, bucks. So, bucks, Celtics, Lakers, <sighs> I think it's Hawks. The bucks. I think it's the Hawks. It is the Bucks. Congratulations! You've got Let's you're on the board. Go. You're on the board. One. I was gonna
1: say the Bucks used to be
0: dog shit. <laughs> they had to have had a high pick. <laughs> Swing and a miss, right there. Number four. What is the nickname of the NBA's what? The nickname. What is the nickname of the NBA's official game ball? Um, what? I this was made by yeah, an AI, so we'll we'll give it some some leeway here. I don't really know how to answer this, but the answers are Spaulding Sphere, Wilson Wonder, Molten Marvel, and the Rock. I'm gonna guess the rock.
1: Well, it's not a Wilson. It's got to be the rock. They don't play with Wilsons. They play with Spalding. So I'm gonna go with Spalding Sphere. Spalding Sphere. Okay, I'm gonna go with the rock. It is Spalding Sphere. I'm gonna. It's got. What (laughs) the fuck? I mean, that's the (laughs) brand they play with. What (laughs) What causes (laughs) that?
0: (laughs) <laughs> it's had to be in like the 50s. Uh, yes, so like, here oh, we go. Time to toss up the Spalding Spirit in like, court. Like people say like pass me the rock. So I'm thinking like, okay, pass me the Spalding Sphere. <laughs> that is just wrong.
1: And here come the officials with the Spalding Sphere of the night.
0: They're like the official game ball, or as we like to call it at home, the Spalding Sphere. <laughs> <laughs> Number five. Which NBA player legally changed his name <sighs> to World Be Free? For- Oh, this is actually very interesting because I know the player world be free, but I didn't know his name before. So it's Ron Artest, okay. Lloyd Daniels, no. Lloyd Free or World Peace. Okay. So it was just just because Lloyd we've free. been in school, I'm going to guess it's one of the Lloyds. <laughs> <laughs> there's two Lloyds.
1: It's got to be one
0: of them. Lloyd Daniels or Lloyd Free. I'm going Lloyd Daniels. I feel like it's got to be Lloyd Free is too well, obvious. Lloyd Free. Or wait, maybe he named, maybe he changed his first name to World B because his last That's name is what already I'm free. Yep. So you're you're saying it's Lloyd Free? I'm saying Lloyd Free. Okay, I'm gonna go Lloyd Daniels, and it is Lloyd Free. Is that god. three for you?
1: So obvious three that it had one.
0: to be. Oh my god.
1: I'm on a I'm on a heater right I'm now. I'm
0: terrible at AI trivia. Maybe this will be our new segment every week. All right, question
1: six. Wait, what? We got to hope Chachiby doesn't just spit the same 10 questions <laughs> at you
0: every I'll week. I'll give it a theme every time. We'll give it another theme. <laughs> um, Number six. Who is the only player to have scored 100 points in a single game? Okay. Well, we know we'll this. It. It's Wilt. We'll skip yeah. that one. Um, Which
1: team had a player? How did we go from... How did we start this at what player in the lockout applied at Circuit City to... The most well-known NBA record of all time. <laughs> That's talked I mean, about all the time. <laughs> there is a range of difficulty on this quiz. Yeah,
0: and it's all over the place. Uh, number seven, which team had a player, Manute Bowl, set their record for most shots blocked in a single NBA season? Bulls, nuggets. Warriors, Sixers, or Heat? Warriors. I believe Warriors as well. And it is the Sixers. Oh, oh! It wasn't when he was on the Warriors. Oh, no. Trick question. We are dumb. Got us both. Okay, number eight. Didn't Ooh.
1: even know he was on the
0: Sixers. This is interesting. Um, <laughs> this is wow. Chat, Chat's GPT's taking shots at people, man. What <laughs> unique Love skill it. did Shaquille O'Neal surprisingly lack during his NBA career? Oh. Three point Being shooting, free dunking, throws? free throw shooting, or passing. I guess this is kind of tough because he lacked two of these. Three point Don't shooting. Don't talk about a shooting like that. Three point shooting or free throw shooting. I mean, if you we're talking about like completely lacking, like he never shot threes. He sometimes. I mean, it's right? not
1: surprising that he wasn't a good three point shooter. I, so I'm going for a free throw. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you. We're going a techni- technicality on the wording of the question.
0: Yeah, and it was free throw. Let's go. So, two to four? All right, question. You're only at two? Yeah, man, okay. You're only at four. You're still failing. I'm doubling you up right now. Number nine. Which NBA team was originally named the New Jersey Americans? Was it huh. the Brooklyn Nets? This is a dumb question I just realized. The Brooklyn Nets, the Miami <laughs> Heat, Charlotte Hornets or Indiana Pacers? I'm going to assume it's the Brooklyn Nets mm. because New Jersey. Yeah, be. um, and what the fuck? It's the Pacers? Huh?
1: Got got again.
0: <laughs> That's two in Dude, a row. I'm going to have to fact check some of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: it makes sense that they would put the the Nets on there. to Make you think.
0: The fuck? The Pacers? They're just like, you know what? You guys are going to play in New Jersey. Psych, you're going to Indiana.
1: Is that their like ABA team?
0: Had to be. Yeah, maybe like carried over the history. That's all I could think of. Um next is who is the only NBA player to win an NBA championship and an Oscar award? Kobe. Kobe. And that is the uh, that is the correct question. Kobe Bryant. So, ladies and gentlemen, what did you end with? I don't know. Perfect. I think you ended with five, and I ended with three. So you win. Congratulations on being our our, one and zero. Yeah, congratulations on being our first, uh, first champ on week one of our Chat GPT trivia. Thank you. Thank you. Bravo. Bravo. I'd like the trophy named after me. Uh, Is that are you making fun of me? Yes. Making fun of me right now. No, yep. No, sorry. We're just gonna keep it called. It's gonna be called the, uh, the Chris Mahoney trophy. No, the Chat GPT. The Chris Mahoney trophy. In season tournament trivia AI trophy MVP. <laughs> but anyway, that's all and I have
1: for for this. short. The Chris Mahoney trophy. No,
0: because you, it, you made fun of my idea. You made fun of my idea. No, it'll stick. No. And hey, looking at looking back at it now, LeBron won it, so it would have been the LeBron in season MVP trophy. Real quick. How cool would it be if they renamed the in-season tournament to the Kobe Bryant Cup before this happened and then the Lakers were the ones to win it and raise that banner? Because that got a lot of shit going. You know, when people are talking about raising the, f- the banner for the in-season tournament, everyone's like, nah, fake banner. Like, that's stupid. Did they actually raise a banner? I didn't yeah, see Yeah, they that. put it in the rafters and people were kind of oh, split no. on it. And I was like, it would have <laughs> <You can't> been. can't <laughs> do that if you're the Lakers, dude. <laughs> I know. They're like, yeah, we'll put that one up there with our 37 championships. <laughs> It'll look great. Like I thought yeah, it's a tough one. If it's the Kobe Bryant Cup, how cool would that be? Like the the, the Lakers yeah. are the ones to win it, and like no one's disrespecting that. So, Could have
1: put it next to his jersey,
0: dude. It would have been the easiest win for the NBA, or but they jersey, just had to I call guess. it the in season tournament. Like, I just don't get how we have these cool names for. I'm going on a rant here, real quick. We have the we have the World Series, right? We have the Stanley Cup, the Super Bowl, the Finals. And then we have the fucking NBA in season tournament championship. Come on, come up with a better name than that. That's bullshit. So yeah, that's my that's my rant. Um, but or the
1: NBA championship. I guess it's the finals. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I guess no other uh, no other sport has a meaningless in season tournament. Funny.
0: <laughs> soccer does, <laughs> and they call they call it like cups and stuff, and they have names. Oh. That's what I was saying. They should have, like, name it after Kobe. You know? Fair enough. Oh, well. Uh, but that's all I had to talk about this episode. You got anything else you wanted to bring up? Uh, Nope. We were worried for time, but man, we made it. The Chris
1: Mahoney uh, trophy sits nicely on my shelf oh, behind yeah, me. yeah, I'm
0: sure it does. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, everybody, we are now recording at 1.30 in the morning, so it's officially Christmas Eve, so if you celebrate Merry Christmas Eve, Happy Holidays. Happy Hanukkah. I don't know if, I don't think Kwanzaa is Kwanzaa right now. No idea. Well, if it is, happy holidays, everybody. And we'll see you. um, I don't know. Maybe we'll have another episode before the the new year. Oh, Kwanzaa starts the 26th. Oh, well, then not happy Kwanzaa yet.
1: Happy almost Kwanzaa.
0: Happy almost Kwanzaa. Do you think we'll have another episode before the new year?
1: Um, Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, then we'll see you guys before the new year. But enjoy your holidays, and we'll see you soon. Bye. See you.